Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Happy Christmas Eve, my friends. If you are listening to this in real time, it is December 24th, 2021. It is Christmas Eve, and we're going to talk today about Jesus. Probably makes sense. It's Christmas, but specifically, we're not actually going to dig into his birth and the story of the manger or the wise men. We are going to take a look at why it is that we care about all of that why it is that we care about this little baby who was born to a virgin in the Middle East 2,000 plus years ago. We're going to look at why we care about that. So let's jump in and explore together just for a few minutes, a few minutes of encouragement and, and theological truth. We're going to look at the I Am declarations that Jesus makes about himself in the Gospel of John. Um, You can, of course, look these up. I'm going to mention all of the references as well as what the statement is. (laughs) But let's just be encouraged and amazed together at the truth of God coming to earth, saving us, rising from the dead, and offering us so much more than we could ever hope or imagine. So I'm just going in the order (laughs) that Jesus says them in the Gospel of John. The first is in chapter 6, where Jesus declares himself to be the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Maybe I like this one so much because I love me some carbs. I love bread. (laughs) Uh, We have got a bread maker last year for Christmas, and I have used it a ton. But Jesus is not so much saying here, I'm delicious. What he's saying is, If we want to have life, we will feast on him. Jesus is telling us he is the sustenance for our life. He is saying that he is the one that feeds us and fills us and keeps us going. In John chapter 8, he tells us, I am the light of the world. There's actually a lot in the Gospel of John contrasting light and darkness, um, God is light and Satan is darkness. And, <laughs> um, and Jesus is not just saying, I am the light, which is what, what John describes him as in the very opening of the Gospel of John. Um, actually, I think I have it right in front of me. John declares it in verse 4. Chapter 1, verse 4, he's saying, in him was life. We see that bread of life idea. We see him going on then in verses 9 and 10 and 11 about the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And Jesus himself declares this to be true. If we want to have purity in our life in the world, if we want to know what truth and goodness is in this world, we will look to Jesus that's what light is, right? It's pure. It, it shows us everything clearly. It is, it is truth. It is goodness. It is what we want. And Jesus alone is the light of the world. 
And then if we go on into John chapter 10, Jesus says, I am the door. And he's giving kind of a metaphor here um, about the sheep and um, the sheep who are, who are waiting for the shepherd. They're listening to the shepherd's voice. He goes on then with his fourth statement also in chapter 10 saying, I am the good shepherd. And Jesus is telling us here, he is the door. He is the pathway to heaven and eternal life and relationship with God. You can't sneak in around the back, you can't climb over the fence, you can't <laughs> fool your way in. There is one door, one path, and his name is Jesus. And in that metaphor, as he's talking about how you have to go through the door <laughs> to actually get to the right place, um, and then he talks about how there are bad shepherds, you know, false prophets, people like that, who the sheep, the people that Jesus calls his own and has come to protect and to save, um, the sheep are listening only to the voice of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ himself. He is not only the door, he is the good shepherd. He is the one who protects and cares for his people, his sheep. He is the one who will go out and search for the lost sheep. He is the one who will protect us from wolves and evil and all the things that want to attack the sheep. So within that metaphor, he declares, I am the good shepherd. He is the one that will protect us and lead us in the right direction. He goes on then in John chapter 11 and declares himself to be, I am the resurrection and the life. And maybe this is the most powerful because um, I'm not going to say only one person has been resurrected because Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And when he died, the scriptures tell us that many holy people came back to life and came out of the grave. But Jesus is the only one who did the resurrecting. God himself gives life. And Jesus is declaring here, he is God. He is that resurrection and the life. If we want to have eternal life, and live forever despite our physical death, it will be through and because of and in Jesus Christ. He goes on then in John chapter 14 and declares, I am the way and the truth and the life. So if you're keeping track, this is the third time he has declared himself to be the life, the bread of life, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life. And again, we see that clarity from him that there is only one right way, and it's following Jesus. There is only one truth, and it is the truth of Jesus. Again, if we look back at that very first chapter of John as he's starting his gospel, he declares that Jesus is truth. He is the word. I mean, it's a whole, it's, it's kind of an abstract <laughs> theology but he's highlighting all these same things. We see that foreshadowed from John, but it's all the more powerful to see it declared by Jesus. And then the final I am statement that we see here is in John chapter 15, where Jesus says, I am the true vine. And this is a wonderful passage where he talks about how he is the vine and we are the branches. If we want to have life, if we want to bear fruit, we have to stay attached to the vine. But he is also here referencing um, Old Testament prophecy and metaphors about Israel as God's 
children as the vineyard that God has planted. Um, and there's a number of the Old Testament prophets who who speak into this metaphor or analogy, whatever you want to call it, about how God has planted this vineyard, tended the vineyard, cared for the vineyard, and the vineyard, instead of growing fruit, has gone wild and has wasted all of that care and attention. And Jesus is stepping in to say, no, 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 I am the true vine. I am the son of God who does bear fruit, who is beautiful and perfect and good and obedient. And that's why we as the branches have to stay attached to that true vine. If we want to have any semblance of fruit and beauty and goodness in our lives. So those are some powerful statements, my friends. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the true vine. And there actually are two other places in the Gospel of John where Jesus is not declaring I am, you know, dot, 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 the bread of life or, or some, some, some metaphor or analogy. Um, but in John chapter 8, and then again in John chapter 18, Jesus simply says, claims the identity of I am. And the Jews at the time, they knew what that meant. That is how God himself in the Old Testament identified himself. He identified himself as the I am. And in John chapter 8, Jesus identifies himself the same way. He says, before Abraham was born, I am. And the people respond by trying to stone him. And then in John chapter 18, they're coming and asking, okay, who is Jesus? You know, we're here to arrest you, basically, but who, who, who are you? Who's Jesus? They're looking for him as if Judas hadn't kissed him and they knew who he was. And he says, I am. And I don't, we can't get the power of that in English because, you know, I am. Okay, I am Jessica. Like, it doesn't have that meaning. But for them at the time, in their language, their native language, he was clearly declaring, I'm God. That's how God identifies himself. That's how I'm identifying myself. And the people responded by trying to stone him that first time. And the second time, they fall to their faces before Jesus. These, these men who have come equipped for battle to arrest him and kill him fall to their face before him, undoubtedly simply by the power of his name. So I know that as it's Christmas Eve, as we celebrate Christmas with our families and our friends, we're probably not thinking so much about the later parts of Jesus's life. But the only reason we celebrate his birth is because all of these I am statements are true. Because he is everything he promised. He is the fullness and the yes to all of God's promises. And so we want to remember that as we celebrate the cute little baby born in the manger, as we share gifts and gather together and eat good food, let us not forget that Jesus Christ is the bread of life, the light of the world, the door, the good shepherd, the resurrection, the life, the way, the truth, the life, the true vine. Let me close us, friends, with a quick word of prayer. Jesus, we praise you that you are all of these things. And I pray 
that our Christmas, our Christmases are sweet and fun and memorable. And I pray that they are filled with the goodness of the Holy Spirit and the truth of you, Lord Jesus. We praise you that you were born. We praise you that you lived a perfect life. We praise you that you died for us. And we praise you that you rose again. You're alive today. And you offer us that same eternal life. Help us, Lord, through Christmas, but especially into the new year, to know you better and better and better. And I pray all this in your name, the name of the I Am. Amen. All right, friends, that's all we have. Enjoy your Christmas. We will be back next week. And there is still a little bit of time to leave a written review of the podcast and help me hit my Christmas wish list goal of hitting 21 written reviews inside Apple Podcast by the end of 2021. So I look forward to reading a review. And mostly, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Hugs and blessings to you, friend. I'll talk to you soon.